I'm Grace Lou Hardy. And I'm Ariana Aronson. And this is On Record, a podcast by the Cavalier Daily. Grace, how was your spring break? Oh, it was amazing. I went to Italy. Um, Where in Italy? I went to Rome and Naples. I had never been to Italy before, and like I could literally move there. It's so cool. It's beautiful there. What was your favorite part? The food. <laughs> we ate a lot of pizza and pasta. That's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. How was your spring break? What'd you do? My break was great. I actually went on a class trip with my media studies capstone up to New York. That's um, so cool. It was really fun. Unfortunately, we weren't able to go to see the who, Who's play in person, but we did get to watch with our class, and I was really sad when UVA lost in the second round. Today we'll be breaking down the National Collegiate Athletic Association Basketball Tournament, also known as March Madness, the past four years for the Who's, and their current standing as a team. Unfortunately, not with a place in the March Madness tournament. March Madness takes place annually during mid-March to early April. It's when the NCAA men's and women's college basketball tournaments take place. March Madness is a single elimination tournament that features 68 teams fighting through three weekends of games to be crowned the national champions. Previously, the number of teams in the tournament was 64, but the NCAA recently added four more teams that compete in play-in games to earn a spot in the final group. For UVA, the fight for a spot in the tournament first starts with the ACC tournament, a single elimination tournament. The ACC stands for Atlantic Coast Conference and is just one of 32 conferences. Whoever wins is crowned the conference champion and has an automatic place in the March Madness bracket. This year, UVA was matched against the Louisville Cardinals on Wednesday, March 9th. In a nail-biter of the game, UVA scraped out a win with 51 points to Kentucky's 50. That put them forward to the next round, where they played the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, where UVA lost 43-63 to on Thursday, March 10th. With a loss in the second round of the ACC tournament, UVA lost their chance to compete in March Madness. UVA is, however, competing in the National Invitation Tournament, or the NIT. Their first game was on Wednesday, March 16th, against Mississippi State, the number three seed. UVA won this game on Wednesday and is advancing to the next round. Some of you might understand the relation that holds, but for others, including myself, I had questions. So, we spoke with members of the sports section of the Cavalier Daily, who write about this content consistently. They know it best, as they deliver you the sports updates. Let's get the rundown on what the loss to UNC really meant, and hear more on this basketball season for the Who's. We're here currently with Ben Anderson. Ben, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us how you're affiliated with the Cav Daily? Sure. Hi guys, my name is Ben Anderson. I'm a second year student here at UVA and I am the football and men's basketball beat writer for the Cavalier Daily in the sports section. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit today about the recent events with UVA men's basketball. Before we get into the official logistics, could you walk everyone through kind of the process of getting to the NCAA tournament and explain how the season performance affects the ACC tournament, which affects the NCAA tournament? Yeah, absolutely. So the NCAA tournament, also known as March Madness, has 68 teams in the bracket. And you have two different ways of earning a bid to the NCAA tournament. One is an auto bid, which is reserved for the top 32 teams from each conference. Um, And that bid is distributed through winning the conference tournaments. In this case, the ACC auto bid went to Virginia Tech, who won the ACC tournament this previous week in Brooklyn, New York. And then also for the rest of the spots, there are called at-large bids. So that is based on how your performance in the regular season went. Um, 
typically those are reserved for high major teams, uh, which means those are from the conferences of the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, Pac-12 and Big East. Those are typically where the majority of the at-large bids come from. Um, but they look at your performance throughout the season holistically. So that includes non-conference, conference, and the ACC tournaments, conference tournaments. For, in Virginia's case, it's the ACC tournament. And unfortunately, you know, Virginia didn't have a great start, especially in the non-conference with losses to teams like Navy and JMU. And then while you did have some bright spots, the win over Providence, who's a four seed in the tournament right now, and obviously the win at Cameron Indoor Stadium, defeating Duke. That was some high high points in the in the season, but it ultimately wasn't enough. And when Virginia lost in the second round, or excuse me, in the quarterfinals of the tournament to North Carolina, the ACC tournament to North Carolina, that pretty much sealed the deal and sent Virginia to the NIT. The NIT can sort of be thought of as a secondary bracket to the NCAA tournament. Um, it's made up of 32 teams on the men's side. And there are certain ways you can get in. Mostly it's at-large's, at-large bids, but if you do win the regular season and don't win your conference tournament, you're automatically given a bid to the NIT. So for example, North Texas is won the Conference USA tournament or won the Conference USA regular season, but lost in the semifinals of the tournament. So they were given an automatic bid to the NIT. In our case, we were able to receive an at-large bid and are you shocked at all by the outcome and where we stand with um the tournament this year or did you kind of see it coming if we go back all the way to the preseason virginia was considered a fringe top 25 team but in a special way i when you look at that actually at the sports reporters who ranked them either you know 24th or 25th there was sort of a caveat and was saying look, if this team had any other uniform on, they wouldn't really sniff the top 25 on my list. But we're giving Coach Tony Bennett the benefit of the doubt with this, and we'll throw him in because we've seen him be able to work his magic with so many other different, different similarly talented teams. But it was sort of like a lifetime achievement award, you could say. But unfortunately, the mix of all the transfers, it was a very large turnover between last year's and this year's team, really only Kihei Clark and Reese Beekman were coming back with playing significant starting minutes. Um, and it just never truly gelled in the way that Coach Bennett and the Cavaliers would have hoped for. And ultimately that led us to not making the tournament for the first time since 2013. Do you have any predictions for what next year might look like and where the Who's might land in the years to come? Sure. So actually the 2022 recruiting class is very exciting. For us, we have four players currently signed with Virginia, including two Gatorade Player of the Year in their states. Those are Isaac McNeely from West Virginia and then Isaac Trout, also known as like they're known as Isaac Squared together. But he's from Nebraska. They both won Gatorade Player of the Year in their states for Ben's basketball. And along with Leon Bond and Ryan Dunn, they form a really solid core for, for the years to come. Some have been comparing it to the 2016 recruiting class, which included Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, and DeAndre Hunter, among others, which, you know, that led us to a national championship. So hopefully they can bring us back to those heights. This was sort of seen as a transition year anyways for the Who's, but hopefully we'll be able to get back into those contention for the ACC and possibly the, the national tournament as well. 
We appreciate your expertise on everything. Um, before we let you go, could you share one of your favorite memories from watching UVA basketball? Sure. So I think my favorite game came from this year. I was covering it. Um, it really didn't mean all that much um, on the national scale, but our game against Miami at home was the best I've seen Virginia play all year. Um, the atmosphere was electric from the fans and the players. Um, we were hitting on all cylinders. Shooting had been a problem, but we were hitting our threes. Um, it was just a great experience overall. We ended up sweeping Miami in the regular season, but that was the game where we saw as good of a performance as we've seen all year from, from the Cavaliers. And I just really enjoyed covering that game. As, um, you know, it's just sort of what basketball – what we had hoped Virginia basketball would be this year. We knew it wasn't going to be this crazy top 10 contender, but at least we could get those wins like um, like the one we had over Miami. And I, before I go, I just want to say something that, so UVA finished 12 and eight in the conference this year. We had a winning record and it was widely considered a massive disappointment. Um, whereas before Tony Bennett came, um, I feel like that would have been a, a, a good overall season for the for the Cavaliers. So I think just changing that perspective and seeing how far we've risen in both national prominence and, the, and within the conference is really impressive and should be and Coach Bennett should be commended for for how he's transformed this program. Well said. Okay. Well, Ben, thank you so much for coming on and sharing the information that you had with everyone. Um, hopefully, everyone will stay excited and tuned in to everything sports related for that coming year. So thank you. It is sad that the Hoos don't have a shot at the title of national champions, but it does not change the support students have for their basketball team. While the players do the playing, UVA basketball would not be what it is without its fans, many of whom are students. We're in a unique position this year with the range of students who have witnessed what they have in UVA basketball. With the reputation that UVA basketball holds, each incoming first-year class that is currently still enrolled at this university had a different experience watching March Madness. In 2019, during the current fourth-year class's first year, they filled the streets of Charlottesville with adrenaline and excitement racing through their blood during March Madness and after the Hoos were crowned national champions. In 2020, during the current third-year class's first year, they witnessed a year in which the Hoos held the title by default when the tournament got canceled due to COVID-19. In 2021, during the current second year class's first year, they cheered the Who's on for a very short-lived time as UVA lost in the first round of the tournament. Now, in 2022, the current first year's initial Wahoo experience will be with the Who's out before the tournament even begins. This year is almost parallel to our first year experience as third years, since we entered following the excitement of holding the national championship title, only to not be able to cheer on the Who's when March Madness was canceled. I was so sad when March Madness was canceled our first year. Really? Yeah, because I kind of decided where to go to school based off of who won the tournament. Please explain. <laughs> I remember I was deciding between a few schools, some of which that were in the Sweet 16 mm. in the year 2019 before we chose what colleges we were mm -hmm. going to. Um, and I told my dad, because I can, couldn't decide where I wanted to go. I told my dad, whoever wins the March Madness tournament, that's the school that I'm going to. It was like a joke, whatever. But... Then I remember watching the final game, and I was, like, freaking out. I really wanted UVA to win. UVA ended up winning, and I immediately, like, jumped up. I was screaming, and I texted my dad, and I was like, we won, we won. And he texted me back, we? With a question mark. And Aww. I was like, 
oh, I guess that's where I'm going to school now. Aw, uh, that's so cute. <laughs> it was cute. Um, it wasn't actually how I decided where I wanted to go to school, but it was an exciting moment nonetheless. But, like, I don't know. Talk about the power of UVA basketball. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, I wonder if anyone else decided where to come based on UVA basketball. To find out, we spoke to a few students of all years. So we're currently here with the first year. Alice, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Hi, I'm Alice Warner. I'm a first year and I'm studying CS in German. Thank you for talking with us today. How much did you know about UVA, UVA sports, including basketball, before coming to UVA? And was the sports world, was it influential in your decision to come here? Like in high school and before, I never really like followed sports all that much. But I definitely knew about UVA basketball for sure. My sister is two years older than me. And when she was touring UVA, when she had gotten in, I got to come along. And that happened to be the weekend that they got into the final four. And that was like my first time going to UVA. And it was so exciting. Like, it was so cool to see everyone just so excited that UVA had made it that far. And like, that was when I decided I wanted to go here. So I wouldn't say that like the sports made me want to come here, but I feel like the environment that weekend definitely contributed. How much of this last season would you say that you were in tune with or paying attention to? I So I have like the UVA sports app and like it sends me notifications of every game. So I definitely like saw all the scores and stuff and I went to two different games, but it was really fun. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't follow it all that much like religiously, but I definitely like looked at the scores and like all the big games, I was kind of following the scores like more carefully. Hi everyone, we're here with Robert Gay. Can you introduce yourself? Uh, hi guys, I'm Robert Gay. I'm a second year computer science major uh, in the College of Arts and Sciences. Um, so can you tell us how much you know about UVA sports and if it had any influence on your decision to come here, if it was a factor at all? Uh, definitely it was a partial factor. My dad went here, so I grew up a UVA sports fan, um, mostly football and basketball, but occasionally follow the baseball team or lacrosse team too. Pretty big fan, Not don't know more than everyone, obviously, but I've been following for a long time. So how much of this past season do you, would you say that you paid attention to? Uh, for UVA, I paid attention to most of the season, watched probably, I don't know, a little over three quarters of the games, uh, went to any of them I could. So it's definitely follow, following along. Hi, I'm here with Kalila. She's a third year. Could you just introduce yourself for us? Yeah, um, I'm Kalila Krifa-Kargbo. I'm a third year uh, global development and economics double major. Before you came to UVA, like how much did you care or know about UVA sports? So I knew not, I would say I knew nothing about like UVA sports, but um, I was really, I, I kind of knew coming in that like UVA was kind of like a sports school. So I was excited to be, my high school was so bad at sports. So I was really <laughs> excited to go from like a losing high school to like a college that actually wants sports and like have school pride. And that like mattered in your decision to come here? Uh, it was definitely a big factor um, of like school spirit. Um, so I know you're on the cheer team. Do you mm -hmm. want to talk about whether that's like changed how much you care about UVA sports? Being on the cheer team has been really cool. Like especially 
just being kind of like front row to all of it I think because this is my first year on the cheer team so I guess like my first year I was kind of just like in the stands watching it from afar but like now I'm kind of up close and personal with it so I feel like for that reason I care a little bit more so okay women's basketball I watched every single one of their home games and men's basketball I don't know how many games they had total I think I watched about four of the games even if I wasn't watching it I was trying to at least like keep up to date with how it went or not we're currently here with the fourth year can you introduce yourself yeah hi everyone I'm Kian Betas I'm a fourth year um, I'm a bio major and I've been an RA the past three years beautiful how much would you say that you know about UVA sports I definitely like in the fall like I love going to the soccer games specifically women's soccer go to some field hockey games went to all the football games but I went to all the football games so that I could get points to go to the basketball games I'm a huge basketball fan this year one of my fourth year things was going to as many home basketball games as I could I think I maybe missed like two or three home games um so I was able to like stick out with it pretty well which was awesome dedicated fan um how much would you say that UVA basketball was an influence in your decision to come here like was the energy something that you really considered um honestly I wouldn't say that UVA basketball was what made me come to UVA but I would say it's what made me love UVA and I love basketball like grew up playing basketball loved watching basketball the energy off of like the Natty Champ like was so incredible to be a part of and like that's what made me love UVA, like made me love UVA, but also made me love UVA basketball. Ugh, I'm sad no one else decided where to go to school based on March Madness results. Yeah, you're alone on that one. <laughs> While it might not be the deciding factor for most, it is an honor to wear the colors of orange and blue. This year seemed to hold more buildup surrounding the tournament. With spring break and the ACC tournament aligning this year, many students were scattered across the globe watching through their screens, while some were in the stands cheering the Who's On up in Brooklyn, New York. Here's first year Alice Warner. So having been to a few of those games, how did you feel when you heard the news or if you watched the game on Thursday when we are no longer in able to be in the NCAA tournament? How did you feel? I was definitely disappointed. To be honest, I feel like I just have always seen all the, like the big name schools like being in the NCAA tournament so I was kind of shocked because I didn't realize that like you actually have to make it so that was definitely disappointing that like <laughs> I just assumed that UVA would be playing in this tournament so it was really disappointing that they weren't um, but I'm hopeful that this means that maybe the team will improve and that at some point while I'm here they'll make it far. Here's second year Robert Gay. Okay, how did you feel when you watched the game and found out the final score? Uh, well, obviously not good. First part of the game, even though it wasn't going well, always kind of felt a little bit of hope, felt like we you know, should win, still had a chance to win, and then that just kind of slowly faded as they started beating us by more and more. Yeah, I mean, obviously winning the national championship was a big a big turnaround from losing to UMBC the year before. So, you know, that was a good swing and something uh, that was big for us. And then the kind of down swing after that of losing to Ohio last year in the tournament and then not even making it this year, uh, not ideal. 
Um, but you know, I'm hoping we definitely have some have some good recruits coming in. So I'm hoping that will be better in the next couple of years. Here's third year Kalila Karifa Kargbo. Yeah, so I was actually on Twitter and I follow this one like sports commentator and he was just like commenting or he tweeted like I'm not even gonna give like halftime reports like it's too upsetting and I was like really and I checked and like I would say it was really really disappointing I guess because like especially as a third year like the March Madness when we actually won was when I was visiting UVA um, so I saw how lit everybody was so it was just kind of disappointing that like I never got to experience that again <laughs> you still have another year I still have another year yeah that's true that's true here's fourth year Hyun Bates. So fun story. I was actually there in Brooklyn. Oh, you're um, kidding. No, dead serious. I was like, um, part of my spring break was like, I went on a road trip with my mom and then I went up to New York to watch the ACC, watched it with one of my residents. So I was like, do you want to, I'm coming up to New York. Like, do you want to go watch the ACC tournament with me? Like UVA will hopefully be playing that Thursday if they win their game Wednesday night which like they should have because we were like the high ranked team and we played Louisville the day before beat them like barely I was like I hope I didn't buy any tick these tickets for nothing but yeah at the game like because like we had been like like obviously like our season hasn't been the best and like at first we were doing like really bad but then like towards like the end we were like picking up like we beat Tech we beat Miami we beat Duke so like we were feeling hopeful like I was feeling hopeful like even when we lost to Duke I thought we played like decently well like kept close up with them but then we just started dropping the ball like when we played like Louisville we didn't do too hot and like when we lost my uh, to Tech when we played there so like obviously like an inconsistent season but losing to UNC by 20 something points was so embarrassing (laughs) One, there was so many UNC fans for some reason. I don't know if, like, it was, like, 80% UVA, UNC fans in the stadium, like, 20% UVA fans. Like, we felt outnumbered in the fans, but then also on the court as well. But, like, honestly, still a really fun energy to be a part of and experience. I'm sure. That's a phenomenal experience. Even though the Who's run in the tournament was cut short this year, that doesn't dismiss the moments to reminisce on or the ones to dream about for the future. Here's Alice again. Do you have a favorite UVA basketball memory or are you more excited about the potential for UVA basketball over the next couple of years that you're here? I'm definitely excited for the potential over the next few years, but I definitely like at the games I went to, they were super fun. I think such a good memory. The one game, like the game I went to is in December in the last like I think there was a minute left and we were down by like two or three points and we were all like me and all my friends were ready to put on our jackets and leave but then one of our friends was like oh we might as well stay and then UVA ended up turning it around and like with seven seconds left they like got the winning point and everyone went crazy like it was just so fun and I think that was like my favorite part was just that like everything came down to the last second so like the whole game was just super exciting. That sounds so fun I'm glad you got to experience that. Here's Robert again. Could you share with us one of your favorite either UVA basketball memories or um, anything that you're looking forward to or you're hoping to see from the Who's in the upcoming years? I mean, I would say obviously the whole championship run was full of great memories. Watching the final four game against Auburn uh, as Kyle Guy hit all three of those 
those free throws to to tie and then take the lead was probably one of my favorite moments from the tournament up there with uh, the shot against Purdue to force it to overtime and then obviously winning the championship itself. Here's Kalila again. Again, I wasn't even a student here yet. This was like my accepted student's day, but I was like touring UVA the night we won um, March Madness. That's so cool. Yeah, and me and my parents were like, oh, we might as well like spend um, the night in Charlottesville. It was crazy how like lit the college town was. And that was, that was part of the reason why I was like, okay, Charlottesville isn't just a small town. We can kind of party. So I would say like, Again, not like directly basketball related, but I think that was my favorite like basketball adjacent related <laughs> memory. Here's Yam again. Fan, so they appreciate the support no matter what. Um, but what would you say is your overall favorite UVA basketball memory that you've had? I might give two. I, okay. Really great fun game was my second year. Um, we played Duke. We beat them. Jay Hoff like had an end of game block that like sealed the deal. And I was watching with some of my residents then from Kellogg. So that was just a really fun memory. And that was like the last game before COVID. So that just, that game has a special place in my heart. But then this season when Jaden Gardner had that buzzer beater, I don't remember what game it was, but that game this season was really awesome because I took um, a few of my residents from last year to their first ever basketball game. And um, we won on that buzzer beater. And that was like, I'll never forget us jumping up and down, being super excited at the fact that we won. Yeah. Your first year, didn't, were you here for the 2019 win? Yes, that was my first year. Okay. Uh, Do you mind if I make you, if I make you tell what, tell us what that energy was like? Yeah, no, the, and the energy was like phenomenal. Cause like Ty, Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, like obviously big three. Um, like, especially after the year before, so, like, my senior year of high school, after losing to UMBC, like, it was kind of, like, redemption energy, and honestly, that year, my favorite game was, like, the Purdue game. Um, we beat Purdue. That was when Diakite passed, no, Kihei passed to Diakite, Diakite, Mamadi Diakite made that, like, layup to send us into overtime. Like, that was, like, just, like, insanely incredible basketball. Um, and then when we beat Auburn with Kyle guys, three free throws, like everyone was just going crazy because we thought we were going to lose that game. Um, and then like daddy, when we won, like everyone was storming the corner, even like the other two games too, but it was just like insane energy. Um, just kind of like such full circle after like losing the year before and being the number one seat, like coming back and like proving to everyone that like, we are a program that's like capable of winning a natty champ and like capable of doing really well was just like phenomenal to be a part of. And like, like I said earlier, it's what made me love UVA, like the camaraderie and like the experience of like just being a student then and like everyone like bonding over something, no matter like what you're studying, like who you're friends with, like everyone just being like, yeah, go who's was just like awesome to be a part of. That makes me so nostalgic. Do you have a favorite UVA basketball memory to share? I do, actually. Um, this kind of makes me sad to reminisce on, but it was a really exciting moment. It happened right before 
spring break and right before we all got sent home from COVID because this was my first year. Mm. But UVA was playing Duke. This was my first ever in-person basketball game. So I was really, really excited for it. Um, and I remember the energy was just absolutely wild. I wasn't really paying attention at the beginning, but then it started to become like a really close game and it ended up being, we ended up winning 52 to 50 and I've just, that was a peak moment for me. And then I never got to go to another UVA basketball game for, for a little bit. So that was sad, but that was by far one of my favorite memories, especially because beat Duke. Beat Duke. (laughs) But anyway, that concludes this week's episode on March sadness which is a great plug for the Cavalier Daily's print edition this week, which has the same headline. Go check it out. Thanks for tuning in. This has been On Record, a podcast by the Cavalier Daily. This episode was written, produced, edited, and hosted by Ariana Aronson and Grace Fluarty. Thanks for tuning in.